right, and welcome back. It's Evie and Chantel, and you're listening to Married to with <laughs> Married to PTSD, and we have um, a friend that wants to share with us. <laughs> Finally, so you don't have to listen just to us. <laughs> it's Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Michelle is unique in the fact that she is a Marine as well. Um, a lot of times, I'm always talking to spouses, or I'm grabbing them, saying, you know. What's your story? I like to talk now since my husband is so open and um, it's just, I'd, I've never gotten to speak with someone that is also a Marine that's married to a Marine. So I feel like she brings a different insight to it completely. And I don't know Michelle personally as in like her personal story. So it'll be very new and that way we can start from the very beginning. Okay. So like how, like when did you join... When did you get married? How long was he a Marine? All that jazz. Well, I joined in 97. Um, so I was a little bit older than most of the the female recruits that were at boot camp with me. Um, I did four years of active duty at Camp Lejeune. And then I had uh, reserve time for about five and a half years. And I augmented back to active duty when my first ex-husband and I divorced. And he was also a Marine, Marine, right? And that's where yes, you met him, I'm assuming? That's where I, that's where I met him. Um, I augmented back in 2012. We met each other in 2003. Um, and then, let's see, we had our son in 2004. And while when we had him, when I had him, he was in Afghanistan at the time. So it was the initial push for Afghanistan mm-hmm. is was that first deployment for my ex-husband. Um, so I'm not quite sure. He didn't really talk about that too much um, initially. So I really didn't... I didn't really get any negative feedback as far as that particular deployment goes. Um, I think he was just more excited to be home, being able to see his son, um, and, and just get to know him uh, as far as this child goes. And then he turned around and had to start training again for his next deployment to Afghanistan. So how long was he deployed for that first time? The first time he was gone for seven months. And then how old was your son when he got home? He was he was born in April and his dad got home in August September. Okay, so about four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't. I mean, Fernando doesn't really remember all of that, so he it's not something that you know would affect him as 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 a child. Obviously, it bothered um, his dad, but. They're still, I mean, they were pretty close, so it's, it didn't take long for them to, to form a bond. And then how old was Fernando whenever you guys got divorced? He, it was in 2006, so he would have been two, mm-hmm. almost, almost three. Okay, so we, and you said that that wasn't really a PTSD related, well, maybe like in, in hindsight, it could have had a little bit. Because, yeah, I'm like, at, at the beginning, I didn't even know what I was looking for. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew I was going through crazy. It's very possible there that there was. Um, the second time he got back, because it, it was very fast going from the first deployment to the second deployment. It was a very short time frame. So, and the first deployment, he was sent over. The second deployment, he floated over. 
Now, the difference between that is they'll take a plane over to Afghanistan and they'll fly back. The second one was they were with a MIU, which is a Marine Expeditionary Unit attached to the Navy, and the Navy takes them over there on a ship. So they have to ship it over, hit land, and then they go in for their mission, do what they got to do, and then the MIU will bring them back. Um, there's a lot of acronyms to it, so if, if you're part of the military, you would know that. <laughs> Everything Every, is an acronym. <laughs> everything's an acronym. Um, but, um, so I... There was decompression time on the way back, so he was able to decompress a little bit on the way back, but it wasn't enough because of the situation that he went through while he was there. Mm-hmm. When he when we met, he was a sniper instructor. So he went from a sniper instructor to a sniper platoon, did his job in Afghanistan the first time. The second time, there was an incident while he was in Afghanistan that his commander punished him for. So that really put a huge, that was a huge impact on him personally. And then what he brought back. And what he brought back. Mm -hmm. So he went from being a a sniper instructor to a sniper team leader to, he was basically a guard. He, He was put in a guard shack. Yeah. So... Everything and anything would set him off because he was just angry about the whole thing. Uh, Understandable. Mm -hmm. Until the investigation was found at no fault of the Marine, the Marine had to stay there. Well, it came back down to where not even two weeks later he could have gone back to his unit, but they wouldn't let him because the commander just didn't like him. Mm -hmm. So they made him stay, excuse me, stay where he was. He had to stay in that, um, the guard shack. So it was just, it was a lot for him to process and it, he didn't I mean, process. And stuff like that, I mean, that can totally change somebody. So I'm sure like the guy you sent over wasn't the guy that you got back. Oh no, not the by Totally PTSD situation, for oh, sure. Yes, for sure. So even if it's not something that, like you're like, oh, this is the reason because of PTSD, like, mo- like I mean, it sounds like. Just more symptoms. So many symptoms. everything on top of everything on top of Mm -hmm. everything. And then when he got out, officially out in 2006, I'm sorry, I take that back. We didn't divorce until 2010, 11, 2010, 2011. Horrible with dates. Dates are just not good. good. They're not my friend. (laughs) Just events. Um, So he, um, when he got back from that, he got out in 2006. And from there, he decided that he was going to contract and be a contractor. Mm, yes. And he's been doing that since. Oh, and he's still doing that. Oh, yes. Okay, and he's so still doing that. You guys got divorced, not to harp on your first husband, so you got divorced no. in 2002 or 2006. No, well, I don't think it was. It We're was not sure what later. time. It was like, because I, I got back. You're divorced. You're done. I, yeah, we divorced. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because I went back in the Marine Corps in 2012 when we separated and divorced and all that stuff so i went back on active duty and did you ever get deployed then i did and where'd you go and when i was in afghanistan in 2011 for nine months okay Um, i was not allowed to leave the base though oh and when did you get remarried i remarried in 2012 and this is another anomaly. She married another Marine. <laughs> She's yeah. in love with Marines. <laughs> I, just, I apparently I decided to torture myself. And do it again. <laughs> do it all over again. Um, so yeah, he um, 
he knows he has PTSD issues. He does. He knows he has... Um, and I'm assuming because he has deployed. Right. Okay. Well, he's deployed five different times. Okay. So he's done... Between Afghanistan and Iraq, he's done five different deployments. That's crazy. Did you know, with your current husband, did you know right away, like, hey, these are some signs that I'm recognizing... <laughs> No, he already, kind knew, of, he already he knew. He, he already knew, knew it? because this was, that was his fifth deployment. Gotcha. His his fifth deployment wasn't as it was bad, but it wasn't as eventful. There you go. That's yeah. <laughs> eventful is a very good word yes. for that. It wasn't as eventful as as the previous four. And what was like his shortest and then longest deployment out of those five? I have no idea. No, I did. Oh, were those all pre? Before you guys we, yes. okay, got Before, it. We met in Afghanistan. Okay, oh, and that was okay. his fifth one. And that was his fifth <laughs> deployment. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. crazy. Well, it was eventful then. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a lot going on. I guess, yeah. I guess to a degree, yes, yeah, so it would be eventful. So, so he's the one that said, "Hey, he recognized it. He he knew about it before." Yes. Okay. Oh wow. And so does he go then to the VA in Colombia, or what? Does he go to a VA? Does he have? He does. A, he okay, does. where does he go? The Colombia or the CBOC? You're not. He started here, and then okay. he's he's since transferred because he works in in Colombia. Oh, okay. So from from there, it's he's he's got all of that to where he's starting to open it up and let it because he's he's more of a oh let's keep it inside. Most of them are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm I mean, yeah. All right. So you hadn't heard our other podcasts, but Evie and I have like. Tyson is in eighth grade and we have known each other since she taught him in first grade and we literally just found out six weeks ago that we've been going through the same thing for the last how many years and we had no idea. And there were years that I would have loved to just speak with one other human being. Mm -hmm. And then like we had had no clue. Yeah. And we headed down and we even have mutual friends who know both of our stories and they never connected. It never clicked. clicked. Yeah. Well, I think I went to you one day in the classroom because I... Someone had said, I want to say it was Glenna had said something about your husband being a Marine. Mm-hmm. And I think I just came to you, just that you, he was a Marine. Yeah. Not, yeah. Didn't not, say anything about it, nothing. Right. And and I just went to you one day and it's, hey, you know, if there's anything you can talk about or whatever, you know. Yeah. I was I'm here. I can't remember exactly what brought that on. I don't, I remember being able to speak a little about it, but. He was not a hundred percent open yet. I feel like I am able to open up and tell anybody and like, let me t- let me tell you something. I I don't I couldn't do it until he did. Does that make sense? That does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, because it's not your story to tell. Correct. Right. <laughs> there isn't. You don't know exactly what's feeling, what's going on inside. Yeah. It's not your your information to blurt out. You can't just word vomit. Right. Something from and that's him. my issue because yes. I like, word vomit everywhere. Like, I, you, I told her before it started, that, yes. said, she's an open book. I'm like 80%. <laughs> yeah, so, I there's anything. Just not, I mean, it's not, it's good for you to be able to talk about it, and it's really good for you to be able to get it out there and, right. and express how you feel about the situation. Right. And it's good to keep certain things so it, there's nothing wrong either way. Right. There's nothing just people. Different people. Different, different people, yeah. different the way you process things, the way you prefer to process that 20% with your husband. Mm-hmm. You prefer to process it all out and open. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's That's how everybody is. Yeah. Everybody's got their own way of processing because you're processing his process. Mm-hmm. 
same with you. You're mm-hmm. processing Josh's process, and you're yeah. just it's it all works the way you, it works for you too, right? Not the way it works for just one of you. Well, that's where I'm curious because we are completely civilian, not military at all, mm-hmm. Chantel and I. But you are a Marine. So I was like, oh my gosh, in my head I'm thinking she's a Marine with a Marine. Like, were you able to recognize just, like, I was, it took me years to recognize any of this or even figure out what was going on. I had no idea with my first husband. Okay. I had no clue. I knew something was off the second, with the second deployment. Um, The second deployment, I woke up in the middle of the night and he was choking me. Mm -hmm. I knew what I needed to do as far as turn the light on. Get his attention. Actually wake him up. Hey, just wake up and acknowledge the fact that you're, yeah, that you're actually where you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So this is going to be a question because, and I'm going to kind of tie it with our guest next week that's coming. Um, So here's a question for you. Not knowing like that you have your daughter now and your husband now, but knowing what you know about PTSD and what all of that can do to somebody. Do you think, if you would have known that in the time, do you think that you would have been able to make it work with your first husband? No. No, just no. Mm-mm. Got it. It had nothing to do with the PTSD. Okay. It had nothing to do with that because I had seen the PTSD before him and I even got together. Mm-hmm. I had seen the impact that PTSD had had on Marines in general. And... I worked out at the, um, I did admin, so I made sure that they got paid, they had their awards, they, everything was where they were needed to do, their paperwork was all taken care of, all that. Um, so I worked out at the rifle range with those Marines that worked the rifle range. Mm -hmm. So we have instructors, we had coaches, we have all kinds of stuff that take care of those Marines downrange, the ones that need to shoot and get qualified. And then I took care of them as far as the admin portion goes. I do have a quick story. Mm-hmm. There was a young lady married to a Marine. She lived in Wilmington with him. Um, she called the office. And I answered the phone. And I sat on the phone with her for four hours. Because her husband had stripped completely naked. And gone outside into the woods. And was looking for the ambush. Couldn't find it. I had to wait for the gunny, which I did. I heard the gunny show up. One of the the Marines that worked in the shop with me, I heard him show up. And he says, I'm going to get him. Stay where you are. We already called the police. We already called the ambulance, what, what have you. He's still running around outside naked. And I stayed on the phone with her until her husband was... I guess, apprehended because Mm -hmm. he really didn't do anything wrong. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He just wasn't in his own mindset. Um, So I had dealt with PTSD prior to my husband. I dealt with Marines coming down range and not being able to to process it and deal with it. And they took their own lives. Right. I had dealt with that kind of stuff before, not personally on a personal level, but I had seen enough of it that I knew kind of what to look for, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Um, <coughs> not having been in a combat situation. I didn't. I wasn't in a combat situation or a combat zone until 2011. So, I should cough. 
Mm. Um, well, uh, that just makes me think like you knew exactly what kind of what you were getting into. A little? Yeah. Um, my current husband, he just, he, he does very well with, okay, well, I need to take a step back. I need to go do this and I need to go do that. He does very well That's with that. That's awesome. Um, crowds, no, no go. Right. Don't do crowds. Don't do large groups of people. Loud groups of people. Um, what about new? Because, like, I will always say, like, Josh and, and, and my husband will be like, someone will invite us to something. And, man, if they're having a bad day, we're having to cancel. Like, oh, we can't do this. Yeah, no, that's that's something that you just have to be able to know, hey, this is not going to work. Um, today's just not a good day. Um, and it's hard for, for the spouses to understand that because sometimes there's just not not going to be good days. Right. There's going to be great days on top of great days, on top of great days, on top of great days. And yes. Then, and then, bam, you got to have a bad day. And oh, yeah. it, it's something that they need to process. It sucks at that time because you're like, well, I really wanted to go do this. Right. <laughs> and it just so happened to fall on this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He can't plan that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know when to do that. It's like me. I have bad days too. You know, I... I process things I will have a mopey day or a day I just want to lay in bed and do nothing um because I'm a goer I will constant I'm constantly going but I have you know my down days you know I it wasn't easy to be able to leave my son to to deploy period so and I didn't see combat so to speak Mm -hmm. or my boss wouldn't let us leave the base because he had gone off the base and he freaked him out so he would not let the females leave the base at all, um, which is fine. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so with your husband now, <clears throat> for his PTSD, does he take medication or does he see a doctor? Does he talk to anybody? Like, does he go to the green team? And the green team is like the therapy people or section at the VA. Oh, the hallway. Sorry, do you guys know all that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, what is she talking about? We he he does the he does the medication and the therapy. Uh, I'm not sure about the whole green team thing. Um, she tell me that up. Uh, I'm <laughs> guys, not so sure what VA that is. Columbia, I just they do don't. like the white team, no, the green team. Yes. Um, so, <coughs> well, so that's where Chantel's family and my family are very different. Like Chantel is like medication. Let's make it work. Yes. Let's find it. And we have fought for years to keep Randy off of it. Yeah. You don't have to have medication if if the the service member knows how to actually process that information. Yeah. Medication is not going to do the trick. If he, if he knows what he's, okay, I know that I heard a balloon pop and it's, you're going to have to forgive the podcast. I have. Ignore that sound. <laughs> that would be the dog. There's dogs. Just really kids. upset right now. That there's a uh, lot going on in our house. There's a lot going on. So um, ignore we that. We have talked about Evie's husband's um, service, service dog. dog. And her husband is out of town right now. So the dog is freaking out because <laughs> there's people he needs in to be house. serviced as well. He needs his own service dog. <laughs> he does. Um, he has we, anxiety. He, he's got some anxiety right it's now. He's not is. happy. So it's either scratching at the door or sitting in front of us panting. Yes. So we're, we're going we're with the door scratches <laughs> um, right now, which is okay. 
So, um, but yeah, I with forgot. the medicine, no, it's the medicine. Like some, I, I feel like it, whatever works for you. Like I said, we're not doctors. I don't have the degree in this. I'm just living through it. Yeah. And so that, and I mean, and we've talked about like, it's literally going to be different for every single person. Right. So we like, like Josh knows, I know my kids know, like Josh doesn't work if he doesn't have medicine. Like it doesn't, like his brain just doesn't process the way that it should. So without medicine, things are different. Um, I have like a little list I made, I made um, sitting in my car the other day, just so that way we can kind of keep some kind of consistency every time that we interview somebody. Um, So it's just kind of like questions for PTSD. But one of the things was that it's normal to, and to see if you know this, because it does for sure with my family and I know Evie's family, but it's normal for PTSD to impact a whole family. Mm-hmm. So, like, with Josh's, like, his disease is for, like, avoidance. He avoids everything. He avoids crowds. He avoids triggers. Mm-hmm. So, it's just kind of, like, symptomatic and, like, how it goes. Like, how, like, and it's going to change every day. Yeah. Like you never know Mm-mm. what's going to be the thing that changes it. Do you have COVID? I do. Oh my gosh. Like a jiggle in my throat. Germaphobe, which is embarrassing. Okay. Um, my second thing is, um, and so oh, so does that like affect your entire family as like a whole? Oh yes. So like your kids know, like they know like the triggers that affect dad and they kind of stay away from those. Fernando does, my oldest yeah. does. Madeline, not so much. She just so she's six. She's six, and she they don't just, get it. She yeah. could care less, and she right. just wants to have fun. You <laughs> right. know, she just knows that daddy's gonna take her for a treat if she's, you know, yeah, right. If and he'll just kind of go off and do his own little thing. Yeah. So be like, hey, we need to leave dad alone right now. You know, right. he needs yep. he needs a, a little bit of daddy time. Yeah. He needs to be by himself, and she gets it. She's like, okay, yeah. you know, she gets it, and. Fernando, his dad wasn't, he was deployed. So, and he deployed a lot after, even after we separated and divorced and all that stuff. So, for for, it's just kind of normal. Fernando's dad, it was a normal, it was was his normal. Yeah. And it was easier, kind of, I guess, on Fernando, so to speak. Not that it was easy because it wasn't, but. It, dad really wasn't home all the yeah. time and it just it kind of flowed okay with the system the way it had you know I sat him down and talked to him when he was old enough and explained to him the situation and we kind of just rolled with it you know and and he was like upset but at the same time it didn't really bother him so much until I deployed right because and how old had, was he he was six, hmm. six, oh, seven. Oh, I cannot imagine leaving. I mean, we all have six-year-olds, right? Right. So I could so just it was, but... <laughs> it was rough. Oh, so rough because we um, he had to go down. He went down to Florida the start of um first grade, mm-hmm. and he stayed down there the majority of the time and then i had to leave that next february so i was gone and then for the first for all of first grade and then for the majority of first grade and then that was the dog again excuse me <laughs> pardon him um so he just went snuggles um so fernando was gone for quite a while and i he came back to me Halfway between halfway through second grade. Oh, my oh. heart. 
So it was, and I got to see him for two weeks in July. So over Fourth of July weekend, um, he was he was with me at my mom's house, and she still lived in Illinois. So it was rough. I mean, he was gone for a lot longer than I wanted him to be gone. Right. right. So well, and it's hard to plan that too. It's ugh. It it rough. was it was rough, and then he didn't want to come home, right? Because so he was because he was already comfortable a and he had a routine, and yeah, and oh, then sure. the he got home, and then he didn't want to leave, right. and it was just he. That was when he was processing the divorce, right. is what it was for him because it was a process for him, right? Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Evie Haddon, whenever I had first brought it up to uh-huh. her, um, have you ever heard of? Um, secondhand PTSD. So basically it's not that it affects, like, so I was not, like, I've never, I've never had to really deal with PTSD before my husband came home from the military. I've, like, I had a good life. I, like, I never had gone through anything really traumatic. And then after Josh came back and he had PTSD, you basically take on the same kind of symptoms. So like, I have trouble sleeping, I battle depression, and all of that stuff had came after. So now I take medicine because I got his crap from him. So he broke me is what happened. <laughs> um, so have you ever heard of that? Or do you think mm-hmm. any of his stuff has kind of like worn off on you and then it just kind of gets like you take on that like avoidance in the crowds or the triggers or anything like that? Not not so much. You've done a good job it, like separating it. Yeah, I'm pretty good about separating that kind of stuff. I mean, I the the family situation growing up for me was anger. So I'm on my own medication for that particular thing. I'm on my own therapy regimen for that particular right. issue. I I don't feel like it was something that was a second hand or something that affected I, me. I I didn't I wasn't affected by it because I made <clears throat> it a point to okay, well, I know this is what's going on. Right. Um let him deal with this on his own, but I'm still here for you. Right. When you're ready. So I would let him deal with, and then when he was ready, he would come to me. What you just said just took sit me down. years to figure out. Because I was like, oh, let's talk. I'm a talker. Like, let's figure this out right now and then, and let's get past oh, it. Oh, no. That was like the worst thing I could have been doing. And I have not experienced, I'm not used to anger. Yeah. Like, I didn't grow up around anger. And I'm like, what is wrong? I would start shaking. Like, I'm like, what's wrong with him? It's, and I'd follow him around the house. Yeah, <laughs> I do don't that. do that anymore. <laughs> you can't do that. Um, it's it, it. He has to process it, and once he processes it, he'll bring it to you, and then you can help him finish processing. Yeah, because he's opening up and he's letting it known. Okay, this is what's wrong. Now he's wanting your help because he's coming to you and talking to you about it. He wasn't ready. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. My so, ex, I, my I first ex husband. Yeah. He didn't know. He still doesn't. You're, you're It'll still report. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> he he he, do, he still doesn't process. His current wife processes for him. Mm-hmm. He will decompress, but she still processes it. And she still helps him through that. But he still needs help. Yeah, that he doesn't think he needs, but he does. Right. So it's just. I think he's kind of getting there to some degree, but at the same time, I really feel for her and for the situation because we both have been through it. We've right. been through his mm-hmm. particular PTSD. And my current husband, he just, he knows what to do. 
he knows that large crowds and I know, you know, I know what to do for him. I know that when he needs to be by himself, he'll just go. I'm like, okay, when you're ready, I'm right here. That's great. When you're ready to talk or ready to yell, just anything, just to get it out, just to release it. Mm -hmm. Because they need that release. They have to have some type of release or let go. Yeah. If they don't have it, that's where the bottled up emotions and then bam, there's a huge fight and you're upset, he's upset. And it had nothing to do with whatever that fight. It had nothing (laughs) to do with anything. The, The dog probably farted or something and it just I mean snapped there's nothing anybody but knowing how to process that information and knowing how to get it out there and knowing okay well I'm gonna go do this and take a woosah time I'm not mad at you I'm not mad at anybody I just need to do a woosah mm-hmm. okay go do your woosah and then come back and when you're ready to vent I'm here just yell get it out do whatever you gotta do yeah we'll turn the tv on as loud as we can so the kids don't hear it whatever whatever makes it easiest for you two at that continue at that particular time is how to it's easier for both of you to process mm-hmm. and yeah. same with you with your second hand it's easier to to process that yeah by doing it that way if that makes any sense i feel like um we're 50 50 half the time you can figure out like hey this is bothering me i need to go figure out something and gosh if this dog the dog again and he'll go step away and he can do that. And then the other half, it sneaks up on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crud, here we go. Well, that'll happen too. The, my leg fell asleep. No. <laughs> Stand here just shaking my leg. <laughs> it fell asleep. I'm getting old. Um, but that'll happen too because he won't know. It'll just, it sneaks up on him and he just doesn't know how to. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Nah. Or he's purposely like keeping it in, thinking. He can control it or something, yeah. and then it just blows up. But he doesn't know that he's bottling up. That is until it comes out. Until it comes out. And yeah. then he's like, oh, crap. And yeah. then he realizes, okay, well, I could have done this a different way. Yeah. I could have yeah. gone about this a yes. different way. And you're like, you're angry because he's angry. And it's just like, okay, well, why are we angry? Right. There's, It's a process. Yeah. And I keep saying that word. It is. It's, it's true. It's, it's not 100%. No, I, that is very true. Not 100%. No, nope, not 100%. <laughs> we, and we but, work better. I don't know how you, how you guys are, but like we were better. Like if I like kind of like hint around with a suggestion for Josh, but then it comes to be like, then he's like, oh, you know what? This sounds like a good idea. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. That's, that's a good idea that you have. So as long as you make it his idea. Like, oh, that works yeah. better for us. <laughs> well, and then I would say, with you're a Marine, and I was talking to him, like, I feel like you have to control everything. And he was like, it's because that was my life. I had to control every move. Mm-hmm. Does and he do I'm the like, knife hand? Um, he used to do this. <laughs> this pointing. pointing. Oh, the pointing. And so he, I really, we've really worked on that, and he doesn't point anymore. Josh has a look, and I'm like, I, like, I can't. <laughs> like, I need you to stop with the, like, it's like this whole, like, squinty eye thing, and now our daughter's like, Dad, you're doing the look. <laughs> and I'm like, Josh, like, look in the mirror. Like, maybe I need to do that. Be like, give him a mirror, like, every time. Like, this is what you look oh, like. Oh, that'll just make me look Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, that's. I don't know. He was like, every second of my life was controlled. That's one of his things is like control. Control is a big thing because they lose so much of it. Right. And I think they like, lose with- a lot of that in, in country 
because they can't control what's going to happen next. They can't control that IED coming coming at them. They can't control those those rounds coming down range. They can't control that Iraqi or Afghani with you know suicide bomb on them. Mm-hmm. They they have no control. So for them to to be able to have control makes it. I guess that completes it for them. It makes it a little better for them to be able to deal with that PTSD because yeah, they don't. They didn't have it. They right. had none for months. And then so maybe it's like different like with y'all being Marines and you guys, like they had that control or, you know, like they need things a certain way. Josh doesn't really like that. But I think maybe like the army is just like more like laid back and like <laughs> you do what they tell you that you're going to do type situation. Yeah. So maybe that's why Josh works better with me as his wife. There you go. <laughs> so it works out fine. Well, but I like, so I'm very like with us, um, like, you have to adapt. You have to, like, move your thinking in the way that they're thinking and the communication. Like, if you have communicate, if you don't have communication, then, like, it's, you're just going in circles. There's really nowhere to go. Yeah. And, like, well, you, main, have to, you have to know what kind of communication to right, have. Right. That's true, because there's so many different kinds. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that a lot of wives struggle with, um, I mean, in my own experience with military wives that I know, um is that the man that you sent off to war is not the man that comes back. Mm-hmm. So either you need to adapt or, like, you guys need to figure out a new plan. Because if you don't adapt, it's not going to work. Or if you guys don't figure out what the plan is going to be. Because that was my problem in the beginning. It was, like, he was such a big, like, red flag of mm-hmm. me being able to point out all the things that are wrong. Right. And then I was like, oh... I don't have anything wrong with me. Fine. <laughs> and it took me forever to be like, oh, I'm going to have to change a little to make this successful. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, just don't give up. No, don't. Don't ever give up because it's not, it's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's them understanding the service members that have been through the gunshots and the holding of their best friends while they die it's it's what they've gone through it's the those little moments when they see that kid playing with a puppy and their mom is a suicide bomber and they they don't know how to process that and it just it hurts them just as they won't say that Mm -hmm. but it hurts them just as much you know they'll find a puppy on the road and that's their new best friend but they have to they can't keep it because this, the branches of service won't let you. They won't let you bring something like that home. It's it's just for them. They want to feel like they're at home, but at the same time, they know they can't. They know they're not at home. A smell could could set them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, noise. Uh, noise is a big noise one. Noise is noise is always a big one. Mm-hmm. But even a smell, like if you sent. Um, a fragrance over so you so they remind so mm-hmm. they felt like right. the, you were there or whatever a perfume or whatever you sent over a t-shirt and it smelled like you they're not going to want to smell that anymore when mm-hmm. you get back because or when they get back because it reminds them of there right mm-hmm. it yeah it reminded them of being at home but then they were sad because they weren't home yeah so that smell or that even food some foods, I don't, I don't have anything to do with Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Nothing to do with pop It's the dumbest thing in the world, but you couldn't toast them. 
Mm. You had to eat them straight out of the package and I, they're just dry. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> and it's stupid. But it that's one of the things. And I'm sure there's worse things out there than just Pop-Tarts that, you know, guys just ha- can't process. And mm-hmm. they just don't want to have anything to do with anymore. Yeah, it makes sense that when makes you're sense. saying that they're going through all of that while... I, it's hard for me to keep that in the back of my mind when I'm like, I need you to be my, per- this perfect husband. I need yeah. you to be this perfect father, fit in my mold. <laughs> Not perfect. I shouldn't say it's perfect, but the, the, I use in quotation marks, normal husband and normal father. And I, you know, we're living our life now. It's been so many years and I forget that there's those things that he went mm-hmm. through and it's just not ever going to be like that. Mm-mm. But like you said, we'll have really good days, really good days, really good. Could be months. Mm-hmm. And then boom. And then, like, oh. That's what I was saying um, a few podcasts ago. We were doing really good during quarantine. And we were so proud of ourselves. And we're like, oh, this is like, we're doing good. Like, this is the time we should be freaking out on each other. But like, how lucky are we that we're getting along? And then quarantine was over. And then July hit. And like, things went to shit. And I was like, what the? Like, we just made it through like being together for six weeks. And now it's all of a sudden like, crap. So, I mean, but then again, like, you have to adapt to it. Like, you have yeah. to figure it out and keep going. But ours is also a medicine change situation as well. And so we're back on track yeah. until the next time, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah, you never until know. The, yeah. But until it will the, happen. And, and I know that. I'm, I'm yeah. realistic. Like, I know it's going to happen again. And we'll just get through it. Um, another thing we hadn't talked about is... Today is Veterans Day. I know. How amazing that we just happen to be doing this podcast today. <laughs> and we have a Marine with us. Yay, so thank you for your service. Veterans Day. You're welcome. Thank you. Very exciting. Thank you. All right. Um, so don't forget we have an email, married to PTSD, capital M, married to, and then all capitals, PTSD at yahoo.com. So if you want have like a topic or if you want to share something, we would gladly read that um, or try to bring it up in our next one. So um, don't forget to keep listening, and we'll we'll listen to us next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ladies. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Thanks for coming.